Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Speaking of nice, a lot of good things have happened in our great state. Some of them made the top 50, some did not. J.R. Radcliffe of the, of the Journal Sentinel, who uh, wrote the article, now joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Uh, J.R., how you been, man? I've been good, sir. How are things with you? Doing well, and uh, just kind of, you know, we're just kind of grabbing on to anything sports-related at this point, just uh, in anticipation of getting the NBA back, Major League Baseball back, and uh, other things within our state. Uh, so let me ask you this. First and foremost, when you sat down, I mean, everybody's looking for something to discuss, but when you sit down and you start to talk about the top 50 moments in our state, what was specifically the criteria well, yeah, I guess that's probably the challenge is coming up with a criteria for, for describing moments is, is tricky. Um, I wanted it to be teams that were, were in Wisconsin, not so much athletes who hailed from Wisconsin. Otherwise, you know, you open it up to just a ton of great success stories on, you know, for, from local athletes who went on to, to play pro sports outside the state. So I, I tried to keep that limited. I did open it up to a couple events that took place on Wisconsin soil, but uh, for the most part, I kind of just used this as my, my guide. It, it, I wanted it to be a list of things where everybody remembers where they were when these things happened. So that kind of, I kind of crossed a few things off my list that were maybe big in, you know, later, like the trade for Brett Favre isn't on the list because I don't know if that was seen as a massive change to the, you know, the, the culture of Green Bay Packers football at the time. It became one of the biggest moves ever made, but it wasn't an in the moment situation so i tried for the most part and broke the rules a little bit on a couple of those but i tried for the most part to to look for things that fit that description and at that point i just you know started with a list started brainstorming ran it by a few people who i trust and uh, tweaked it here and there and uh came up with what i thought were the 50 biggest uh, biggest moments in wisconsin sports history now do you, did you have all these kind of sitting in your head or what was the contribution, I'm going to say, like from others that said, oh, yeah, remember this, or oh, yeah, remember that? Yeah, I mean, to start with, sure. It, it's it, Especially especially the outset of, of this pandemic, I knew that we were going to be short sports for some time. So I, I wanted to do something kind of meaty that where I could dive into each one of these events with kind of their own separate feature story. So at first, it's just me sitting sitting in a room making a list. Obviously, that's not going to be the final list. Uh, then I open it up to, to my colleagues, open it up to a couple other people who don't work necessarily with me, but the people who I know know sports, Wisconsin sports very well, you know, said, what am I missing? Now, I don't know how easy that is when you look at a list of 50 things and, and you, you know, someone asks you, okay, well, what's not on the list? That can be kind of overwhelming. So, um, 
you know, there were only a few people, I guess, that were really willing to, to, to help me out, but uh, some some significant contributions, things I wouldn't have thought to put on there that uh, people called my attention to, things that, you know, some things that are obvious, some that maybe aren't. I, I think my, my favorite example that way is, is number 50 on the list was, was Alan Kowicki winning the Winston Cup title. You know, in the early 90s there, that was something that I was aware of, but probably I didn't probably appreciate how meaningful that was at the time. That's sort of at the, the front end of my awareness of Wisconsin sports. So somebody bringing that to my attention was, was huge. And uh, I definitely felt like it, it merited inclusion once uh, once I started to list it out. But I did want to have these all in place at the very beginning because, you know, we released them one a day, 50 to number one. So you kind of have to have a pretty good framework in place some of them moved around as I was doing some of the research, but for the most part, you know, those 50 were there from day one. It was just a matter of, uh, you know, rolling them out. So, so I, I wanted to have my ducks in a row when we got started. Yeah. I, I, there, there's so many things and I could kind of shuffle them around. It's funny because how many people t- said, no, nah, there's no way that Aaron Rodgers finding, you know, Jared cook in Dallas and sending them to an NFC championship game. That's way more important than say the Lambo leap or, or, you know, the Badgers winning at the Bradley Center, or Ray Allen in game six. You know what I mean? I mean, there was probably yeah. a lot of people that said, how could you put that there versus this? Yeah, I've gotten a lot of feedback, a lot of it positive. And, and obviously, you know, when you put yourself out there with a project like this, it's sort of intended to stir up conversation. Uh, I certainly welcome the feedback if, if people felt uh, things were out of order or things weren't included. You know, I think for the most part, when you're talking about this, you know, parsing between what should be number 37 and what should be 26. You're probably not going to get too many people that are going to get that in the weeds about it. I think it's more about the top 10 sort of that, that people are really going to zone in on what they feel is a top 10 moment or a top five moment or something. But, but definitely I heard from people, many people saying, you know, pointing to the same moment and saying that should, that shouldn't be on the list. And some people saying that moment should be higher on the list, which is again, that's sort of the nature of, you know, what, what we're trying to do. What I'm trying to do is, is to sort of generate that discussion so I did get some feedback, uh, certainly some moments more than others. The one that I heard a lot about w- was actually one I, I kind of agree should be higher on the list. And if I had to do it all over again, I'm, I might I might move it up. It would be the Badgers winning the 93 Rose Bowl. I sort of zeroed in on the moment of Daryl Bevel's touchdown run, sort of improbable touchdown run that marked kind of the, I would say kind of the dagger moment of that game. I had that at number 17 because I felt like that moment in and of itself maybe wasn't as high profile as some of the things ahead of it. Some of the like instantaneous moments, like for example, Niger Morgan's base hit, you know, winning the NLDS isn't as exciting as winning the Rose Bowl, certainly, but people remember that moment of Niger Morgan more than they remember Bevel. But I still think if I could go back, I feel like acknowledging that Rose Bowl victory, the, um, you know, that, that first Badgers team to win a Rose Bowl in forever definitely deserved to be higher on the list. Yeah, there's uh, there, there's a lot of these where I kind of look at it. Uh, you know, the acquisition of Oscar Robertson, huge, to put them on pace to win a championship. But e- even so, you look at George Petak switching his vote from a no to a yes and uh, going ahead and voting for the tax for Miller Park. We don't have Brewers highlights at all if it wasn't for George Petak. You know, people could say that deserves to be almost top ten because of that. You know what I mean? Yep, and you're not the first person to point that out. I think that's completely fair. I have a, it's hard to sort of parse through off-the-field moments versus on-the-field moments because the on-the-field ones usually happen with a television broadcast. You know, like everyone remembers where they were because they were all staring at the same thing at the same time with the off-the-field stuff, with the moment when they traded for Oscar Robertson or 
one of my top five is the Packers signing Reggie White or Jane Pettit deciding to just give the Bradley Center to, you know, to the city of Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. You know, those things are maybe a little bit less in the moment situations than, than others on the list. You know, obviously, P-TAC's decision to change his vote is probably the, I think, safely argued the thing that kept Brewers baseball in Milwaukee, and that's huge. Uh, is it as big as building the Bradley Center or building Pfizer Forum, which isn't on my list at all. You know, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's sometimes a little hard to – it's a little hard, like I said, to sort of to, – to guess how much an off-the-field moment meant. There are some people who will tell you the Brewers still would have found a way to stick around in Milwaukee. I think P-Tac's story is really interesting because it sort of cost him his political career. You know, he gets recalled in, in a stunner, gets recalled, and uh, and winds up no longer in, in his spot on the government. But, uh, but I, I still – I felt like I had a. I think I think that one is like twenty two number number twenty two or twenty three yeah. is PTAC. Yeah. I felt like the ones ahead of it were were all significant enough that that I was comfortable with where I ended up slotting it. But that's certainly a moment I remember. I mean, I remember thinking, "Oh my gosh, Bruce baseball is saved because of this one vote." Um, talking with J.R. Radcliffe of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, I would love for people that drove the recall train to go back and visit with them now. You know what I mean? Yeah. To see where their mindset is, to see if they still believe it was, you know, a terrible, recallable decision. When in hindsight, being what it is, you don't have Miller Park and you don't have three million going through the turnstiles, plus everything that's gone on in this city because of this. I would be, I, I would find it almost, uh, almost staunch ignorance to say that this has not been worth it. You know what I mean? I think, yeah, I do. I think it, it does depend on who specifically you're talking to. Obviously, there's a ton of Brewers fans in Milwaukee County, Waukesha County, Ozaki, Washington, who have no problem with what, how it worked out, and maybe they didn't care or were hesitant about it back then, but obviously have, have seen the benefits of it. It's trickier in Racine County, and that's, that's the area that PTAC represented. You know, the, They are part of that five-county area to pay that tax, so he was voting for his constituents to pay for that tax. And I think it is arguable that Racine County hasn't seen the benefits of Miller Park that those other four counties have seen. They're further away. You're just not going to get as many people driving. You're not going to get as much sort of residual business from people coming into town to go to Brewers games. A lot of people come from the West. They come from Madison. They're not, they're not going through Racine. You don't get outside of the Cubs games. You don't get people necessarily coming through Racine County to get there. So, um, you know, I think there are probably plenty of Racine residents who feel like it was, it was not the right thing that they had to pay for the, pay for that stadium that was not yeah. not in their neighborhood but uh but obviously the, the vast majority of brewers fans certainly are, are very glad that he did what he did so that they are able to uh you know enjoy enjoy brewers baseball for another few decades well keep the interesting stuff coming until we finally do get things that you can go to and physically write about uh where the next the biggest thing is rory mcelroy said today that he believes the Ryder cup's going to be uh played with fans so Oh man! Hopefully, you know he says personal hunch. He thinks it gets postponed, but they don't want to do it without fans. So, I'm hoping they have fans. But do you think they postpone it if they don't have fans? I, I do think they wind up postponing it to 2021 to keep fans. I, I mean that that there, there was an early report right out of the gate that that's what they were planning to do, and that was debunked. But it's the report, I think it came out of a British paper, actually, at least tells me that, that that's a very serious conversation they were having. And I, I, I do think that makes the most sense. That would be best for Wisconsin because <laughs> right. it's hard to imagine people being comfortable going to a Ryder Cup event or, or being able to do so without any sort of restrictions later this year. In 2021, if they can do it with fans, I think that would probably be, be best. But uh, the, the whole summer in Milwaukee and, and 
greater Milwaukee, Wisconsin is just like taking a beating here between the DNC and the Ryder Cup. And, you know, you had that bad, the, the Badgers, I guess, still are planning to play a Lambeau field against Notre Dame, you know, in addition to Summerfest and all the things you normally have. This is just going to be like the summer of Wisconsin sports wise. Right. And now it's, uh, you know, now it's fading a little bit. So I, I, I don't I don't imagine the Ryder Cup is going to is going to be resembling what it would normally if they still held it in 2020. So I, I'd be hopeful it goes to 21. JR, good stuff, and we'll talk again soon, okay? Yeah, sounds good. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. JR Radcliffe of the Journal Sentinel joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them. 844-PRIDE. Go to schneiderjobs.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.